Well, if you get a chance, it's zenbitchslap.com because we used this, I used a lot of the same term terminology a lot, and it's I'll I'll give you some definitions of some of it. So the first word I would say is selfie. And it's good that it's, we don't call it self. The self is this idea or a sense of being a long... Can you hear me right there? A long-lasting, independent, separate entity. Yeah? A body. All right? So that's what... When we use the word self, that's what we're, that's what we're implying. Yes? A long-lasting, independent, separate thing. So if I don't believe there is one, so but there's an activity called self-thing. Yeah, like a mental verbing, a processes of the mental state, and this selfing, if it's working on us, right? There'll be an implied sense of being a body. Yeah. There'll be a feeling that you're a body. So when everything is gone over, what all the thoughts are assuming you are, what all the feelings are being used to facilitate, is this like a being, being used to be a pointer to this sense of being a body, basically. Yeah. That's selfing. Now, selfing's first movement, its broad movement, is the claim. So, selfing doesn't have a life, so it claims the opportunity that we offer. Yeah? And how does it do it? It claims the faculties that we call living. So, there's consciousness, conscious contact. Yes, we're all seemingly awake right now. We're seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, with really no thought or effort on our part. We're not trying to see, are we? We're not trying to hear. It's just the doors are open and there's someone home and so there's contact. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to have anything to do with any effort or thought on our part, does it? You know, I'm, not, I'm not like, I don't go to like a seeing class in the morning every day and, you know, try to see better hear better. Your ears may get bad, your eyes may get bad, but what's seeing and what's hearing doesn't get bad. Yeah? And it doesn't run out, and it doesn't like, you know, peak. It's not like the, the ocean is low and high tides. It doesn't peak into high-level consciousness then, and then the rest of the day it goes down. It's just an incessant, constantly available energy source, basically, that its nature is aware. It, become, it becomes conscious of. So there's those five things. Then there's activities of the brain, the thinking. Then there's the feeling, the sense state. Then there's the actions. And so the mental state, when it recognizes or notices an action, it says that action implies an actor. Yeah. When it recognizes thoughts, the thoughts are being used to imply that you're the thinker of them. When feelings are happening all day, the mental state is so, it's sort of like pinning a tail on a donkey. The mental state with the, the word my is taking the feeling and making it your feeling. Yeah. So now a feeling happens, but it's held as your feeling. It happened to you. Thoughts happen, but they are held as my thoughts. Seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching is interpreted by the mental state and broken into see or seeing. Hearer, heard, taster, tasted, feeler, felt. Yeah? 
So by emphasizing the feeler and the felt, you don't you lose the sense of the awakeness, which is feeling. Yeah. And when the conscious contact is demonstrating itself as what's actually living here, the mental state claims that you're the one who's conscious. So you're the one who's seeing. Yet you can't don't seem to have any control over what you're seeing. If I make a vow that I'm not going to see a bird today and my eyes are open and a bird flies by, I see it. Yeah? It's almost involuntary. It is involuntary. And when, when you listen to people talk about feelings, quite a lot of time they'll say, oh, I didn't want to feel that. See? The feeling arrived first, and then the mental state comes later, says it doesn't, didn't want to feel that, and the frustration is the mental state's implying you were before the feelings, and you should have some say over what you feel. Just like people are very confused and frustrated when they're trying to herd their thoughts, you know, and, and then separating them into good thoughts and bad thoughts, all like this. But that frustration's based on they're the thinker of the thoughts, and that, that sort of implies I should have some say over what I'm doing. Yeah? Doesn't it? Isn't that one of the confusing things? If you were the thinker, you would stop thinking at two in the morning, wouldn't you? I mean, really. It would have had enough, 20-something hours, take a break. And then, like, when, you're, when the body's running, there's a point when you stop, doesn't it? Or if I'm throwing a punch, I'm, you know, after 30 punches, I stop. But when does thinking stop about anything? You've been going back over something that may have never even happened for 40 years. You never can call the fucker off. It's like trying to whistle a pack of bloodhounds. It's got the scent. This is about me, and it's not going to give up. If you just take the bare experience of being here, we're all incessantly, incessantly awake right now, and in our experience here, you can seem to be awake to that, or you can seem to be asleep to that. And the seeming to be the sleep to that is a produced imaginary state, and the seemingly being awake to it, you're on the money, because you're awake. To try to live as if you're asleep while you're awake, look at what happens. Many nights up for hours, because you can't take the light off the thoughts. The light isn't being put into the light itself. You're not abiding in truth. You're just abiding in the mental process of selfing, which is a 24-hour job. Because something that isn't so has to be implied to be so constantly. To seem like it's so. Something that isn't so, like a doll that doesn't have any, you know, like a blow-up doll that doesn't have any of its own air has to constantly be blown up. <laughs> you got to constantly keep blowing it up. If it was full of it, if it was full of air, you wouldn't have to. Maybe every once in a while check the, you know, like <laughs> tires. But basically, it would be a solid scent of a, you know, a blow-up doll. But the selfing is constantly huffing and puffing, implying, insinuating, assuming, and as Ramana Maharshi says, presupposing this non-existent thing as you. And then you get the double whammy when you have this urge to find some peace, 
you don't find it from that, you find it as that, and for that, or by that. That's why it never works. The non-existent thing, taken now you're taking it to be it, will start looking for salvation for the non-existent thing instead of from the non-existent thing. And how long would salvation take to arrive at something that's already so? If it's salvation from a non-existent thing, hey, you've hit the jackpot because it's already non-existent. You don't have to kill it or vanquish it or destroy it. It's not so. So this presupposing, this insinuating, listen, just feel the thoughts, sense them, hear them. Yeah? Hear, not just the particulars, but the stream of them. They reveal quite a lot. You'll see that all the thoughts are drenched in time. Yeah? The thoughts picture us as a body. They do not picture you as anything else. If they picture you as spirit, it's in a body form. Yeah? Because the only way you can be thought about is as a thing. You can't be thought about as spirit. All you can be as spirit is spirit. But as something you're not, the only way you can actually be that is to be thought about fucking constantly. It's like lathering up. Just lather thoughts upon thought upon thought. So, the thought system, when you are thought about five years ago in your head, how are you pictured? As a body. When I go, what was Paul? Oh, it was so great that day, five years ago, when I was at the beach. But how is the I I'm talking about pictured? As a body. And then... I'm so concerned if I'll have cancer five years from now, what the hell is going to have cancer? A body. Yeah. So, the mental state pictures us as a body. The thought system pictures you and I as a body. And it dwells on us as a body quite a lot of the time to do what? To subtly or overtly or covertly imply, insinuate, assume to what is that it's a body. What is, is not a thing. It becomes identified as a thing. And as the Course in Miracles, if you heard it or not, says that it's sort of like you and I are the dreaming of this dream. And we forget that we're dreaming, which is an impossibility right there. Yeah? <laughs> and But how would it seem like we could forget that we're dreaming? By becoming identified as the dreamt. This body, yeah? And in that condition, now we give everything we're dreaming, thoughts, feelings, time, everything we're dreaming, the power to affect us as a thing. It sounds like everyone's day. It's a very descript diagnosis. Oh, that sounds like, let's say, 58 years. <laughs> The point is, how are you going to ever get out of a thing you've never been in? You tell me. Give me your plan. Plan of escape from an imaginary place. How? So salvation from a non-existent thing is the condition. <laughs> You're in the salvation from a non-existent thing because it's non-existent. 
<laughs> Meaning it never was. Ex- it's not like you killed it and then you got to go back every day to see if it's dead. It's non-existent. It never was. Therefore, it never will be. <laughs> and I'm I'm assuring you, it never is. <laughs> So if you see that you're a non-existent thing, that's it. That's that. What more would you? What more could you do after you realize it's an imaginary place? What's appropriate is nothing. And how long would it t- take to escape from an imaginary place? Not no time at all, because you've never been in the imaginary place. <laughs> that's the solution. The solution is prior to the problem, not after the problem. This solution is not after the problem. It's prior to the problem. From this solution, there is no problem. The only thing there is, is an activity, if believed, would make something that is impossible to be so, seem to be so to you. It can make you feel like you're separate, you're independent, you're long-lasting, the thoughts are yours, the consciousness is yours, or everything is yours, time is yours, all like this, and that impossibility is impossible. A non-existent thing does not need to be vanquished, it doesn't need to be contained, it doesn't need to be educated, it doesn't need to be therapized, all it needs to be is seen not to be you. So if you recognize what's facilitating the bondage of self, that weakens the bondage of self. Because the only way something that's false in its nature is false in its nature. False evidence, like we say in recovery, false evidence appearing real, an acronym for fear. So false evidence, how how could false evidence appear real unless it appeared real to what is real? Where would it get a sense of reality from, unless it got it from reality? <laughs> Seriously, and I, you and I are reality, and we're lending reality to things through an identification as a thing. <laughs> it's that simple, and you know, it's an impossible event. It can only reach the level of seemingly so. It appears to be true or false to us. If you're having a good day, it will seem to be false. So then you have joy and wonder and awe. If you're quote-unquote having a bad day, it seems to be true. And then you're anxious about what's not happening. And you're fucked, basically. And then let's have another latte and some drinks and everything else. Because you'll want to get out of yourself. But as a self. Good luck. There's no way. That's the wisdom of no escape. There is no escape from an imaginary place. <laughs> I don't know what more to say, really. You can beat the dead horse, but it always comes to this statement. Someone I really respect in the in the spiritual world was a man named Ramana Maharshi. I don't know if you ever heard of him. In all of his, not his writings, the people who wrote about his, what he used to talk about, 
they always it has one statement in most of his books which and it says it's the problem or it's very important little statement and one way he says it is the one way I just said it there's a presupposing of a non-existent thing that wants to get salvation for the non-existent thing that's it that's the heist and then what happens after that heist is completed then you're afraid of getting robbed <laughs> but the robbery already happened <laughs> the sense of life's happening has been has been sort of moved away and you've gotten an interpretation called life's happening to me how's it working I think it gets fucking pretty dry you would hate to live anyone else's story you'd be bored stiff the only thing that makes it seem so novel and just keeps it getting renewed every year is our extreme interest in it because we think it's about us the freedom from self is quite easy when you recognize you're not it immediately you lose interest in it because it's not you just like I could sit here and if I had an interest in some woman in the other room and I was hoping I'd be married to her and maybe have three kids I haven't even talked to her but my mind's just going off so she's very very important for my little agenda and yet I'm doing something like that seemingly and people would be noticing I don't seem to really be here and they remind me hey Paul you're supposed to be doing this talk oh thank you and then well, my attention would still keep going into the other room hoping she'll say something about hey I like that guy Paul you know so then when I run into her after both meetings are over hey would you like to have some coffee oh yeah so I'm very very interested in it and then people notice I can't seem to focus so they bring they throw a book on the table and saying how to lose interest in a conversation in, in another room <laughs> I page through it I believe in the principle but I can't seem to call my attention and interest back but suddenly she says I really like and I'm like well, yeah yeah I really like that guy Matt and my name is Paul what happened do I need to send like a Navy six SEAL team in there to retrieve my attention it just immediately leaves that because why it's not about me it's the exact same thing in here if what you've been listening to like a fucking perpetual swan song for 40 years if it was about James and you didn't know a James you would turn that station off in one minute and you would never buy a product that was ever sponsoring it, ever <laughs> but because the, the, the love isn't how sweet the music is or the the movie isn't good it's the audience that makes it good when we think it's about us we're in rapt attention what would happen if a thought was seen as a thought not interpreted as my thought see that's the traveling writer you may have the same amount of thoughts moving through the over the screen but I'll tell you the weight will be severely diminished because in the mental state every one of those thoughts is preceded by the sense of my and that's where the weight is yeah hundreds of thoughts but only one thinker hundreds of feelings but only one feeler tons of actions but only one actor this is how it takes this very this very vague and dispersed idea and focuses it because it claims every fucking event of every day it says you're the one who's seeing hearing feeling tasting touching thinking acting feeling so all that time all the verbing of what we seemingly are here 
is being used to imply the noun of what we're not. That's the bondage of self. It's an activity. And the freedom from it is an activity. Same thoughts, same feelings, same actions, but the my isn't isn't like that donkey tail on the fucking thing. It's there. I'll tell you, you'll travel a light load a lot lighter with all the same activity of every day you've ever seemingly been in, but you'll travel quite a lot lighter through it. Because that my is the weight. The my is the weight distribution. The my is what adds on to it. The my is what extends thoughts in time or actions. The my is what keeps an action that came and went four years ago still orbiting around the idea of being Paul. It, it files it in its greatest vault, the memory. And every all day, everything you're doing, everything that's happening is, is just referring to something that once seemingly happened. We're not living. We're living in interpretation. And the solution is right where the problem seems to be. The solution is, and the problem seems to be. The the dilemma is, the problem seems to be to the solution. (laughs) So now the solution is enlivening the problem through ignorance. It's not aware or it's hyper-aware from a false reverence. It takes itself to be a body. When it wants to become spiritual, it wants to become spiritual as a body. Listen to all spiritual language. It implies a body. It says, I'm going to enter a spiritual journey. What takes a journey? Does the spirit take a journey? Where's it going to go? Where's everywhere going to go and everywhere? <laughs> so the whole language that we constantly are being u- are used are using imply even the spiritual aspect of us is made into a journey the body's going to take. I'm going to get to the highest mountain. What fucking gets to the highest top of a mountain? A body. And what falls into the chasm of ignorance? A body. What you are, what I am, is always available at all times, right where we are, with no requirement necessary. It's calling card, it's sending, it's leaving the invitation through five mail slots. Seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. All day, you're getting the invitation about what you're not. You know, as a great Zen master says, Hoang Po, he could, it just, it's a great, great, great time saver. It says, whatever can be perceived, yes, cannot be perceived. <laughs> so, I'm perceiving this body, but obviously, that body's not perceiving. That, what, that which is perceiving seemingly from the angle is seeing this body therefore this body is not what's perceiving we've been negated <laughs> the whole game board all the pieces have been erased like that and then as soon as they leave the board it was like they were never on the board <laughs> because they were never on the board and then he says another beautiful thing so I quote you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha you got to follow this. It's beautiful. 
You can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can't use light to seek light. You can't use big M mind to seek mind. Now, you can use, you can seek for something that you're not. You can seek for a good latte. You can seek for a pair of pants. You can seek for like a nice quesadilla. You can seek for some shade. You can seek for some sun. Yeah, all those things you can seek for. But you can't seek for yourself. You can't seek for what you are. You can't know what you are. You can only be what you are. All the knowledge is about what you're not. When you have the knowledge of what you're not, then suddenly you'll realize quickly your being what you are, is, is, and that is the seeing of what you're not. It doesn't go through a, a, like it. There's a huge difference between knowing and being. Knowing is always usually going to lead to unknowing, but being doesn't lead to unbeing. Being is, yeah. It's like awareness isn't doing awareness, so it can't do it wrong, nor can it do it right. It is aware. What we are is what we are. You cannot know what you are. You cannot experience what you are. You, what you are would have to be something else for you and I to experience it. It's untouchable by the mechanisms we're attempting to find it with. Because we are what's looking, and a lot of us seem to be in the condition of being a you that's looking for. And what is the you looking for? What's looking? can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can't use the mind to seek mind. Now, if you weren't the Buddha, that would be a fucking great thing to get, is to use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. Because he knows his fucking number. You'd be knowing the Buddha like, you know, like at five minutes. But if you are the Buddha, without knowing it, and now you're using the Buddha to seek the Buddha, it ain't gonna work. I would say that's what's happening here. We're in the state of not knowing where the Buddha, and then we use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. Which can only be used to imply you're not the Buddha. Because if you're the Buddha, why the hell would you be looking for it? You'd be looking for a latte, and you'd be looking for a pair of pants, and it makes a nice vegan meal. That's what you'd be looking for, and you probably could be very successful. Because you get this huge, big thing out of the way, the, the job of looking for what you already are. <laughs> you could save so much time and trouble, and you would immediately leave the plateau that's leading nowhere of knowing, and you'd be. Like, like Ramana says, to know God is to be God. To know God is to be God. For me to know a sandwich doesn't mean I'm a sandwich. But in this one topic, to know the one topic about what you are is the only way you can know that is to be it. And how do you how does the being it stabilize here by knowing what you're not? You recognize I'm not that, I'm not that, I'm not that, I'm not that, and in the seeing of what you're not, that's the sense of being what you are. Not an experience, way beyond the state, because it's always available at all times with no requirement necessary 
except the ones you believe you've got to meet. If you believe you've got to go on 30 retreats, you better start sliding up and start knocking them down. But if you don't believe you need to do anything, that's the appropriate thing. Don't do anything. There's enough actions that are going to happen. They don't have to have the storyline that you're doing them. <laughs> Everyone else is holding you on that, that story. Why, why would you want to hold yourself there? <laughs> you can believe I'm doing all everything, but I don't believe I've fucking done the thing. <laughs> That's why I can show up at every meeting. <laughs> if I thought I was going to give a talk, and I, I, I probably would have run away at five to six, <laughs> looking in here, fuck, I can't do that. But I start and live in I can't do that. That's how it happens. I totally am clear I could not do this. <laughs> it's just a beautiful, beautiful a burden, an imaginary burden that can never land and nest because you're not allow you're not giving it any space. Yeah? So I've gone to every talk I've ever talked, and in a sense, I was not any at any of them. But I've heard more socks than any of you guys did. <laughs> I hear it just as as much as you do. I hear it energetically more, actually. But this is what happened after years of entertaining this idea. It just kept getting smaller and smaller, and then right prior and all around. That presupposing of a non-existent thing is I—that's I am. Yeah, that's the pause before all the mental gyrations start. Yeah, that's what's looking. What's looking is that space, and then suddenly in that space there's an appearance of a presupposing of a non-existent thing. Yeah, and then wanting to get salvation for that non-existent thing. That appearance, that birth, that death of that imaginary little idea is in you, is in the context of mind. Has never affected mind, it never diminished mind, it never tattooed mind. It's an impossibility, and it can only reach the level of seemingly so. It can only appear to be true or false to you. You can have some people that everyone would say, their condition is fucked. They're in prison for 40 years. Everyone that would talk about them would say that person is fucked. But is that person fucked? He may not be. Yeah? He may not be seeing himself the same way as all those other people are seeing himself. Yeah? He could be as free as hell in that prison. What we are outshines every circumstance and every situation. We perceive everything. There's nothing beyond what's seen. Rest there. Why not? It's appropriate. It's like an unspoken yes. It's like knowing before knowing. There'll be a deep, deep exhale as if the fucking weight of the world was taken off your shoulders. And you'll come off of a huge fucking platinum hook, which is your own. All your freaking transgressions, all your sentencing and all the mental courts, all your convictions, all your failed probation attempts and paroles, 
you won't even go to those court systems again. You'll be brought into the court of light where all your transgressions based on imaginariness are annulled and voided. Yes? You're freed from the bondage of self. Now you see the burglar in the house. Yeah? And when you see it, it gets very, very meek. It usually just goes, oops, and it just goes away, yes? Instead of building a house and buying a giant security system with it standing right next to you while you're punching in the password. Because you're identified as what you're not. When the thief enters any topic in your life, the first thing you say is me. It has carte blanche. It knows your deepest fucking secrets. It can convict you tomorrow on capital offenses, emotionally, omissions, commissions. <laughs> it has no worry about you going anywhere because you're going to try to get out of it as it. <laughs> so every out will be another form of in. <laughs> use the system to try to get out of the system, which is just the system. The system is mobile. (laughs) It seems to set up camp right wherever you seem to be. (laughs) It's got total satellite dish activity. (laughs) You've been triangulated constantly (laughs) by thoughts and geographical location. This is me. (laughs) And then all the thoughts are just constantly going around you like a horizontal download. If you could see the download and see it as clear paper, like saran wrap, your, your seeing is being wrapped with saran wrap. <laughs> you know what I mean? If after about 50 layers, you can still legally define as seeing, but you're not fucking seeing anything. <laughs> so this is more like a vertical download that's always available at all times. It inserts itself in all the linear storylines. At any moment, the imaginary train can come to a stop. (laughs) It only starts going when the passenger gets in. That's the only. That's what triggers the hallway of shit and fans is when you enter. <laughs> You're at every scene of every crime. <laughs> it's just, I don't know how it's going past our attention. <laughs> we have so much to do with this whole fucking event. <laughs> you and I give everything all the meaning it has. Pretty comprehensive statement from the course. Everything and all in one sentence. Try to get out of that. <laughs> You give everything, all, (laughs) the meaning. It doesn't go on Tuesday, no. All. It says, you give everything, all the meaning. That's pretty comprehensive. (laughs) What? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Thank God it's not you. That's the good news. See, if this is you, is the Urban Renewal Project ever going to stop? Is it really? It'll be constantly preoccupied with improving it, hiding its little black marks and everything like that. It'll be a constant fucking job. Yeah? 
that urban I mean, your budget will constantly go into just working on this all fucking day. And it'll be the center of the universe, which is amazing. Can you imagine all this dispersed sunlight would suddenly just be focused on one thing? You just go, this is what, this is the producing of all the neuroses. We're looking at a body brain as the center of the universe. <laughs> it's, it's being thought about all fucking day. It's way too much for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It cracks under the pressure of being the center of the universe. <laughs> it's just a Toyota. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just me. This, in this case, it's like a utilitarian vehicle. It's not fucking used for parades. It just drives around. It goes to the cafes and shit like that. It's not meant to be the head of the Rose Parade every day. <laughs> or the, like the pace car of the Indianapolis 500,000. You know, me, me, me. I almost won. Me, me. It's something insane. <laughs> it's so fucking slavery. It's exhausting. You've got another drink. It is. So this is just freedom from an activity. The activity can only produce effects by your compliance with it, and that's what they call ignorance. Yeah, you're ignoring the prior state, and you're assuming you're a false state, and it can go so far that the false state may want to find the prior state, but it wants to be there to get it. When the only thing works is there's a negation of the false state. It's just like when the wave, the wave thinks it's a wave different than the ocean. And it starts, go with this idea, it goes to some of its absurd p positions where it can actually believe it's dry. Yeah. And then it, it sinks, and then it reads about the ocean. It talks it's the greatest wet expanse and everything. So now it desires to have an experience of the ocean. It would like to jump in the ocean. You know, feel wet for once. And then it gets together with other disgruntled waves, and they have meetings, and they have giant oceanographic books, and they look at big pictures of the ocean, and I can't wait to jump in the ocean, I can't wait to be with the ocean, you know, but as a wave. So it's going to take forever, it's never going to happen where the wave is going to transform into the ocean, or the wave is going to be the ocean as a wave. But if you see you're not the wave, what happens? How long does it take for you to be the ocean? No time at all. How long does it take for you to be the ocean? Not one second. And when are you going to not be the ocean from that point on? Do you live always looking over your shoulder for the wave? <laughs> yeah. The recognition is, I am the ocean, through the, the seeing, I'm not a wave. You're not going to get the rec recognition, the true hit, that I am the ocean as a wave. You see you're not a wave, and then you arrive at exactly where you've always been, I am the ocean. But you do not arrive as the wave. The wave searching for the ocean that whole search for the ocean only reinforces the identity of the wave. But if the identity of the wave is questioned, what happens when it collapses? Because it's collapsible. It's not so. You're holding it up. When your interest changes, the wave doesn't get destroyed or defeated. It's the ocean. It continues to do waving. 
Yeah. It doesn't, the waving doesn't exclude it from the ocean, only from the wave's point of view, not from the ocean's point of view. So now, this recognition is inclusive. There's the action figure doing its thing, but you're not confusing the attributes of what you are to the action figure. The action figure does a lot of shit. That's what it does. Yeah, it's an action figure. Why does it say that an action implies I am that? Only in the mental state. And it's not so. So what you are and what you seem to be, which is what you're not, are not exclusive. One doesn't have to go for the other. The ocean keeps generating waves. What's the big fucking deal? And the waves has preferences. I'd rather break on Honolulu than Hoboken, New Jersey. You know? I'd rather have Laird Hamilton ride me than, you know, fucking... <laughs> I mean, it may have preferences. It doesn't exclude itself from its oceanness because it has preferences as a wave that's built in as the wave. I don't like cer- food. Not all food. Certain food. I don't ponder... <laughs> It's just okay, I don't eat that food. <laughs> I don't go over it day in and day out. Why don't I like the fuck? I don't like the food. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like shorts instead of long pants. I don't go in the huge dissertation to find out why. It's not me, I could care less. With this weird idea of being what you are, it's not at the expense of what you're not. It's not based on sacrifice. It's not based on vigilance. It's not based on a lot of thought or effort. How could you imagine a process of thought and effort would ever lead you to that which exhibits no thought or effort? (laughs) Your consciousness right now never demonstrates any thought or effort. How could you ride a fucking foreign horse to go to there? It's always available at all times. You're wide awake right now. (laughs) I know it doesn't seem so great. That's why it's much better to look for enlightenment. Because if you ever found it, you'd be really disappointed. You would. People wouldn't be dropping at your feet, offering themselves to you. They won't even buy you dinner. It's so beautiful, it's so ordinary. If you didn't do talks, you wouldn't even be paying any attention to it. <laughs> As a topic. You really wouldn't. You'd just be going about your seeming mundane business and there'd be a freedom from it because you weren't caps- captured by the my, basically. Well, the same shit's happening, but it's not my, I'm not, it's not my seeing, it's not my thinking, it's not my hearing, it's not my doing, it's not my feeling doesn't mean I don't feel in this and that there's tons of all of that but there's a, the none of it's mine yeah. so now things that it's nature is to come and go they come and go and all the coming and going is like a beautiful whispering song to yourself 
because you're always there. You are that which doesn't come nor does it go. It's so beautiful. You never will see you directly, but you'll be intimated constantly. As being what you are, that being what you are will intimate itself. You'll sense the presence that we are. Yeah. And because you don't achieve it, therefore the possibility of losing it isn't available. Yeah? The possibility of you never having it precludes that you'll never lose it, which is gorgeous. Yeah? And in this commerce, in this currency, you actually have it by giving it away. So in recovery, it's so funny because I used to always mention I've never saw any coke dealer that ever practiced that principle. They had the coke by giving it away. You know, they tended to hold on to it. <laughs> but in this currency, that's how it works. Yeah? It doesn't fit your mental logic, I'm telling you, because your mental logic can't be much different than my mental logic. And I'm telling you, that mental logic, its landscape is nouns and verbs, and life is verbing. There's no nouns to be found. All the nouns are being implied by how we ignorantly see verbing. We think verbing implies there must be someone doing it. It's not the case. It's like that thing with a river. If you, you think you know the river by getting a glass of water from it, but you lose its main essence, which is the rivering. Yeah? You got the water, but it's stagnant, it's stale. The rivering is, is what you lose. This is verbing. We are in a state of being. Yes? Right now, constantly. That's the pulse of living. We're up here somewhere. You know? <laughs> we can't even pick up a pulse. You know, it's the same old, same old every day, just with different nouns in it, really. Well, there is a solution. It's prior to the problem. What happens if it's prior to the problem? When it dawns on you, the solution, the problem is imaginary, there goes the solution. You don't even need a solution. That's how gorgeous it is. Because if you had a solution, you'd probably lose it. You don't even have a solution. <laughs> but you're being a solution. <laughs> and considering you're constantly being the solution, where's there any place for the problem to root? How can the problem root in a constantly fertilized solution? How? If you were wuzzing and willing, it could probably get a good root, and that's why it likes to point to you as a mental action figure that, that's in the past and the future, because its rooting system is in the past and the future. But the ever-presentness of this activity of being, it does not provide any fucking ground for the selfing the root in. From the sense of just being here, you have a built-in immunity to all the activity of the mental state that's based on what's not happening. Yeah? Your day, this Saturday, will not be determined by last week or next week. You'll be present here with really no effort or thought on your part. It's just in the appropriate response. You're present incessantly, which allows you to be available, and in availability, you're of service. That's what happens. It's a simple invitation. You know, it's like a spiritual subpoena. You've been served. 
You'll get a letter in the mail. Don't go to the old courtroom. You've already been convicted there. Go to the fourth floor, the court of light, and your, all your fucking fines and transgressions will be null and voided. Yes? You and I, the mind, the bigger mind, as, a, as an imagery, is like this. It's like an, a cloudless sky. All right, so let's say clouds start appearing in the sky. If you see a cloud today, do you see it last week? Is it still in the same place it seemed to appear in the sky last week? It looked like a puppy dog, and in the morning, does it still look like a puppy dog at night? No, the wind and everything changes it constantly. If there was a planes flying in there, did you ever notice, did, they, did you ever hear a report that they called up the tower and said they ran into a big chunk of sky? When the birds take a shit, does it land on the sky or on your car? Yeah. When it rains, does the sky get wet? Did you ever see the sky just rip open on a 4th of July night? You could have 365 4th of July days in a row and would never rent the sky open. That's what Big M Mind is like. That's what we're like. It allows everything to appear in it, yet what appears in it has no effect on it. That's the pristine solution of our own inherent condition. Why not allow it to be influential here? Why not allow it for a little of it to come in? Because it goes a long fucking way. It's a simple invitation. I have faith in mind. I humbly, humbly, truly believe. See here, if we were here last night, this other meeting, and last year when I was here, a lot of people came up to Kyle, who helped set up the talks, and said to Kyle, you know, this, everything this guy says goes over my head. Yeah. So Kyle asked me about that, and I said, that's true, because that's where I'm aiming. Yeah. Everyone here thinks I'm talking to them about Big M Mind, but I'm actually talking to Big M Mind about you. Because that's something can actually happen when Big M Mind hears about you. For you to hear about mine, it doesn't go fucking anywhere. <laughs> now the thing is, the you is like one of those thousand-armed Buddhas, and it has a mitt on each hand, and it it'll catch a lot of shit. Like you're you're it, you'll make it into something. You can't really. It's not the the message; it's how it's heard, and it's very quick. So this is sort of like. To beat that fucking defense system, it's like spiritual sperm, yeah? We're ejaculating a big poop into that, into, above your heads, yeah? With the hopes that one of them gets to the fucking mother egg <laughs> in Big M Mind, impregnates it with this idea, hey, I may not be that, yeah? And guess what happens? If it entertains, I may not be that, what do you think it's going to entertain next? I'll tell you, in my own experience, what it entertained next was, I can be free from it. Bingo. Now it has the appropriate view. It's not trying to be free as what it's not. It's not trying to be free through what it's not. It's not trying to be free for what it's not. It's being free from what it's not. And that being from what it's not is the constant condition. Now, does it seem like that all the time to the action figure? It doesn't. It may or may not, but it doesn't matter. It is all the time. Because it is timeless. Yeah? As Jesus says, we're in this world, but not of this world. In this world, there's time, things, all this. 
but what we're of is not of time. And the solution to, to time is timelessness. There's no solution to time through time. A solution worth its salt should, takes no time at all to develop. It already is. And when it dawns on you, you'll have that recognition. When it hits you, you'll realize it's always been this way. All that I was believing, all that I was presupposing, all that I was assuming was not so. It wasn't like it was so and finally got changed. It was never so. It was being dreamt. I, as the reality, was believing a story. That's why saviors fail. They're meant to fail. Saviors fail. That's, that's their success. Or as the Course in Miracles says, what would a failed system tell you? It's failed. That's, the, that's its greatest message. And in recovery, we have it very clearly. It says, it asks us a question in this text of recovery, which is, why are you in so much fear today? It's a simple, very easy question. Why are you in so much fear today? And it doesn't let us answer, which was great, because it would have been about a 12,000-page book. It says, isn't it because self-reliance has failed us? That's it. We're relying on a failed system, and that failed system is producing the effects of what a failed system would produce. Anxiety about what's not happening. <laughs> Surety about what we thought happened. <laughs> so... Fear, right now, people think it's causing a lot of trouble, but fear is an effect of self-reliance. What would be the highest form of self-reliance other than identification as a self? We're not even, we're not even suffering the effects of a failed system. We're suffering the effects of a failed system as the failed system. <laughs> and we want to get out of the failed system as the failed system. Only to assure we're never going anywhere. <laughs> you can't think yourself out of thought. You can't do yourself out of actions. You cannot meditate yourself out of the meditator. No fucking way. Try it. I did. This is a humble invitation. I take it every day, listening to this, uh, hopefully as you are. It's good news to me. It's not based on any authority or figurehead or nothing. I'm a mailman. I'm just giving you the mail. I do not want to come in and read the letters to you. I don't. You know, we don't have retreats. We don't have intensives. I have too much faith in mind. I don't think we have to you know, drag this fucking thing out. <laughs> I think you just hear it, hear it, repeat it, hear it, hear it, and let it do its work. It's going to do it. I have faith in it. All it needs, the mind is incredibly entertaining constantly. When it's saddled with self-centeredness, the possibilities it contained can entertain are very limited by the system. Just like you know now, in the system of self-centeredness, okayness is I will be okay. Or I was once okay. Yeah? It's seen as an acquired or a lost state. It's not seen clearly. Because we're seeing through the fog of time. 
So in self-centeredness, the possibilities are severely limited. But out of that modality, the possibilities are incredibly immense. That you're inherently okay, no matter what your fucking head says, or the world says, or anything says. And then after a while, you're not led by this failed GPS. You're not resubscribing every year. You're moved by something other than thought. The thought will tell me, the thought tells me to turn left 80 times a day. I'd never turn left. <laughs> just keep on, just something's moving me. It goes, go to, no, just keep moving. And then you'll judge the tree by its fruits, like Jesus said. You can't know the tree, you can't know what you are, but you can judge it by the fruits. When you see what you're not, that wonder and awe that you had very, I hope, at a lot of time when you were kids, becomes available again. It's like, it was, you know, gone for the winter. It wasn't. It was the state that you seemingly were in that was causing it not to be so frequent. The wonder and awe, the sense of okayness, the the feeling of presence, joy, fucking incessant onness, like incredible clarity, is available. You don't have metaphysical questions. You have questions like, where's, where are my keys? You know? But I'm not, I'm not thinking about fucking... <laughs> this is like, this became the last answer. I heard it, and I haven't, I haven't looked for another answer since. Because it keeps answering. It's like a perpetual living scripture. And it's us. Being is being. In other words, its activity of imitation is constantly available. You are seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching all day. It's not just sending you one imitation, it's sending you five love letters. It's like being in prison. All the, all the letters that come to you are read by the warden, and there's a lot of redactions. That's what we're fucking getting. The mental state's interpreting your life, and there's just giant redactions. What? You're fucked. What? what? It's not in any context. You're gonna be fucked. Oh, oh, you know, it's like, what the hell? If you got, if it came through as it is, it would be beautiful, you know, you'd be like, yeah. It would produce a relaxation instead of a fucking contraction. So that's it. Any questions? We have minimal questions tonight. We have a lot of questions. <laughs> I'm telling you. Because one thing can happen. The selfing, most questions are coming from the selfing. So right there and then, when you answer that question, in a weird way, you're verifying the problem. Yes? And I noticed that it can turn into therapy very quickly. <laughs> it usually turns into relationship questions <laughs> in a non-duality meaning, which makes absolutely fucking no sense to me. <laughs> so non-duality to me very clearly means not to. That's it. It's not proclaiming anything other than that. It's just negating. It says not to. And then because it has enough fucking confidence in us that if... The falsehood is negated. That's all that's necessary. Because the obviousness of what you are will become obvious. And I, be- I, mean, I subscribe to that school. I don't think we need a lot. I think we need an invitation. 
one of those sperm get through, it's over. It may not seem so, but watch. As the Course says, you and I are the dreaming of the dream, and we're going to dream ourselves out of the dream, and as we do, the dream will get happier. I have to say that's true. That's it, I guess. (laughs) Oh, yes. That was a pause there. They were were wondering, should I want to pass for this? We have a donation box that we're going to pass around. Lock that door. Don't let anyone out. (laughs) Too many people escaped last night. <laughs> we have very very loose security our group <laughs> we have to thank everybody Kyle Steve Johnny Tommy my handler without Tommy I wouldn't arrive here in one piece yes Colleen did a ho- is doing a whole lot for us. And just Joe's presence is more than enough. <laughs> yes. And no questions, that's great. Great. If you have one, yeah, can you do it now? It's a good chance. I'm here, that's why, you know. I'm just Usually, if I come down to L.A., I, only, I stay in, in my own room, until quarter to six. Then I drive, and then I go back to my hermetically sealed place at, by 8.30. I have no other contact the rest of the day. <laughs> oh, no? All right. Yeah. I have a question. That was 7 o'clock, so I was a late. Sorry about being late. Oh, sorry. You didn't miss anything. Yeah. 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 I feel like if I ask a question, then I'm engaging in selfie. Yes. <laughs> well, in a sense, that's up to you. The mental state's presenting a story of selfie. Yeah? You, you're either subscribed to it or not. Yeah? So it's not the action. It's, it's, it's the implying of the actor. Yeah? So questions are fine, but the questions will be used by the mental state to emphasize the questioner. Yeah? And the questioner is what needs to be questioned. <laughs> you know what I mean? The questioner is what needs to be questioned. Yeah, yeah man. It's tricky. Because things happen, and then you know the problem from the solution. Yeah? So downloads occur... And then from the relief, then you know why there wasn't relief. Yeah? You know what I mean? When you get the relief and it's and it stabilizes, then you know why it wasn't seemingly available. You can't know it while it's not available. Yeah? So there's the relief, and then the relief informs you of the problem, and really the information is that it only it can only rise to the level of seemingly so. It needs your compliance. You've got to believe its presentation. 
if you don't, the show doesn't go on, really. It goes on, but more like phantom theater. Yeah? We give it the flesh and blood by believing it. And it's all rooted into that primary identification as a body. Because this becomes the reference. It's like the frame. Everything that goes out and in, right, is influenced or given meaning to by the frame of self-centeredness. Yeah? So the system tattoos everything it comes in contact with and morphs it into the system, even messages of non-duality. Yeah? It can go to such an extreme that people will want to become a non-self as a self. That's how far it goes. So it will come in con- whatever it's come in contact with through consciousness, it will claim this message and everything else to emphasize the one, yeah? the imaginary one. So non-duality will turn into another type of path when non-duality is not a path. It's a negation. It's a negation of the basic premise of two-ness. Subject-object, and then the duality that subject-objectness produces, yeah? It negates that. It doesn't negate that and go and then affirm something else because what would hear the affirmation of the oneness would be the two-ness, yeah? So you'd have a concept of what oneness was referred by a two-ness. That's not it. It's a negation of the two-ness, and then you find out about what's so. You don't know it, you find out about it by being it. Yeah? By being awake or by being conscious, it would be it would seem to be insane to read a nine hundred page book on consciousness, yeah? If you are conscious. <laughs> now if I wasn't conscious, maybe it'd be a great thing to study the topic of consciousness. <laughs> but I'm consciously doing it. <laughs> yeah. So I want to read 900 pages and now I know consciousness I'd much rather be conscious than to know consciousness I would I mean that's the booby prize and that's what happens the identification of self relegates us as an object to it and maybe us is represented by the word enlightenment or awakening but now entertained by us, enlightenment can cause tons of suffering. Because now you're judging yourself, I should be enlightened, and that guy shouldn't be enlightened, and I don't think they're enlightened, and when am I going to get enlightened? It's causing tons of suffering when the definition of enlightenment is cessation of all suffering. Given to the mental state, it will use it to produce suffering. I mean, what more examples do you need? Look at it. People would be better off if they never heard the term awakening. I swear to God, it's been—it's like a curse. It's like a spiritual seeking curse now. Because and then it's, some of them, it's even worse because they were once awake and now they've lost the awakeness. <laughs> like they did something to become un- unawake because they believe they did something to become awake. That's all bullshit. You're incessantly on. This should be, these statements, the presupposing of a non-existent thing, wanting to get salvation for a non-existent thing, should be stamped on every spiritual book, on the first page. Just like on cigarettes, they have that warning, it could be dangerous to your health. 
I'd like to stamp it right here. So, or let's say I'd like to have a public spiritual radio station and then interrupt someone's drive to the retreat and go, what's looking is what you're looking for. But there's a public announcement. I bet you, all right, turn fucking right off. You know what I mean? Have every front page of every spiritual self-help book. You perhaps may be in this situation. You're taking, you're a non-existent thing <laughs> that wants to get salvation for the non-existent thing. <laughs> Doesn't that do, cause something in you? Like when I heard, what's looking is what you're looking for, I would rather hear it this way. You and I are looking for what's looking. That sounds great. Man, but, so I'll hear what you think what's looking is, and I'll tell you what I think what's looking is, and I'll even trump your idea of what's looking by a 5,000-year-old description of what's looking. But you and I will be looking for what's looking. <laughs> but St. Francis tricked us. He says he said it this way, what's looking is what you and I are looking for. <laughs> what does that do to the you and I looking for? If you hold the what's looking is what you're looking for, wouldn't you start questioning the looking for? <laughs> I mean, it would sound totally absurd from the what's looking side to be looking for what's looking, if that's what's looking. <laughs> and there wouldn't be, you know, there wouldn't be book two. <laughs> It would be a one, one, one sentence invitation, and then the rest of the book would be empty. It wouldn't even be called a book. It'd be like a little receipt. You know, what's looking is what you're looking for. Here's all your spiritual money back. Spend it wisely. <laughs> when it doesn't, I don't know. Maybe you hear it different than me. I don't know. But when I hear that, what's looking is what you're looking for. It sort of negates the whole you and I looking for. <laughs> or the seeker is the sort. I mean, I would. Don't you hear the break start and the burn? <laughs> what? The seeker is the sort. <laughs> that makes my seeking seem fucking absurd. Exactly. That's why people don't want to give up the ghost. They've invested so much in this storyline. There's an identity that's grown around it. You're a spiritual seeker. And for a spiritual seeker to be a good spiritual seeker, there's got to be some fucking high-level seeking going on. <laughs> and if the seeking is being used to reinforce the idea of the non-existent thing, how could the seeking destroy the non-existent thing? And how could you even destroy a non-existent thing? You'd be giving it too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> it would be your one movement to destroy it would be giving reinvigorating its fucking reality <coughs> yeah and do, would you ever have to go back to make sure the non-existent thing was still non-existent you know what I mean it's not like did I kill that guy or not let me just no it would be like it never was so so there's no having to check up and see if it's still not so it's just not so <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is when there's a seeming forget forgetfulness that you're so it suddenly seems to be fucking so you have to realize you're playing both roles when you seem to forget what's looking 
then the you that's looking for seems so fucking real, doesn't it? And then that same you that seems so fucking real can be negated like that when there's just a, a recognition of what's looking. You gotta see you're playing both roles. squeezed out. I didn't know that was coming out. Yeah. It's not done. I thought the tube was done. There's still some more coming out. When you, when you first had this realization, uh, you find yourself No, I'm having that realization right now. Okay, but do you lose it and find yourself slipping back in yourself? No, but there is a mental state that thinks it's losing it. <laughs> the mental state is in, is sending me its interpretation. I hear it. It's on time delay, but it's still there. And to that, in its point of view, this realization is quite precarious, and it's and its its availability is not based on the realization. It's based on you. Yeah. Right. Now, in the realization, it's totally based on the realization, and there isn't a you. But from the mental state, it's based on the you that thinks it has the realization, because now it's super afraid it's going to lose the realization. Yeah? That's the bondage of self. You see it? From the you, it wants to have a realization. Yeah? It wants to have one. If it if it thinks it has a realization, the next thing it's going to think is it can lose the realization. So if you play out the little act of having a realization, you may, without you having any say in the matter, play out the act of losing the realization. Yeah? That's selfing. Well, that was my question. Yeah. Does that happen to you? Uh, no. It would, if it happened to me, it would that wouldn't be that I'm not that that it would happen to. Yes, I'm sure it's happened to the you. I think that you probably think it's happening to it right now. But I'm not that. Yes. If I don't have anything, I can't lose it. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. I have nothing to do with it. That's why it seems to be available. <laughs> the book, my life book, would be Life Without Paul. It's a bestseller to me. It's great. <laughs> life with Paul. Fuck. I'm hoping it'll be made into a miniseries. Starring Paul. <laughs> Seen by Paul. Seemingly. <laughs> yeah. Seemingly. Right? Everything seemingly. I wake up in the morning. The same thoughts. I'm worried about my romance and my health and my money. And seemingly, Joe wakes up with those same thoughts and Tony with those same thoughts. Not about your money. But about right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, how is it that we all have the same little crappy thoughts? 
because it's a it's one <laughs> thought helmet and we're all wearing them. <laughs> it was given out as the stock version. Self sendedness. <laughs> what triggers it, what really gives it life is the mind. <laughs> when you when you claim to be the helmet, <laughs> then you'll never be able to entertain you could take it off. If you think a helmet was your head, would you ever entertain the possibility of taking it off? But if someone pointed out to you, hey, look, you've got a fucking big helmet on you. <laughs> what? And then, you, and then as soon as you touched it with the idea, hey, what? It's a helmet. You t- the first thing that would come up to you is I can take it off. Now, could it have been taken off a long time ago? Definitely. But the beauty of this is when you take it off, there's a realization it was never on. It just seemed to be on. It had never happened. That's the gorgeousness of it. When the solution appears, it erases any possibility of that non-existent thing ever existing. Future and past. When it hits you and it goes and you hit and it's you realize it's always been this way. Everything else was seemingly so. Yeah? Everything. Therefore, the way I see it is everything is happening, but nothing ever happened. Nothing has ever happened. Everything is happening. As long as we seem to be here, everything is happening. Yet nothing culminates into a happen. Everything is just verbing. Yes? Verbing, verbing, verbing. It never stops to become anything. It's just verbing, verbing, verbing. That's how you feel the Alan Vital of life. That's being in the pulse of it. It's moving. It's a sense. It's not just light, but it's acceleration in a way. You're being taken. You're riding something. Yeah. That's just the interpretation of this. That's how it sees it. Yeah. Shit that I've been into it. 
that really what I am is that I am your father. But I'm surprised how much I lost it, how quick, and I come back into this. Well, you didn't though. That's the story of selfing that you lost it. You didn't. It's just the intention and interest moved. Yeah? But that which is unmovable didn't move and you didn't lose it because you are it. But the attention and interest moves. For the, for the magnification and the focus. Yes. So I'm focusing on that, alcoholism, as opposed to non-alcoholism. You know, there's guys here after the meeting. I would talk to these two jamokes right there. <laughs> yes? And that guy right there in the black shirt. Yeah? See, it's not a... See, in a way, everyone, in a sense, in L.A., will get... In A.A., I mean, will get to a point of leaving, hopefully, hopefully, L.A. I'm hoping I'll leave L.A., but you'll leave A.A., but you won't leave A.A. Yeah? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a feeling, yes. Yeah. So alcoholism, in my view... You mind? I'll talk a little bit. Alcoholism, in my view, is almost like a parasitical movement that affixes to something already in place called self-centeredness. Yes? So let's say the helmet, right? So we have the helmet of self-centeredness, and then some of us get another model. It's sort of like, like, let's say, this is like an acoustic helmet, and then it's plugged in and it's an electric helmet. That's alcoholism. Yeah? So it, it amplifies the self-centeredness to an extreme where it motivates a lot of movements to try to get relief. Yeah? That could seem to be extreme to other people but make total sense to the person who's being driven by the alcoholism. So for me, it was drinking and, and, and moving right into drugs. Yeah? And so... The whole drive was I wanted to get out of that which I wasn't. Which is that's the fault because you want to transcend an imaginary place and you can't. So my first attempt was with drugs and alcohol. Really, my humble belief in my insanity was shooting cocaine was like a religion to me. And I thought, because I went on retreats every couple, every month, a 10 day retreat shooting coke. <laughs> I was the teacher that was residing at the retreat. <laughs> I was up days in and days out. I didn't eat much. <laughs> and, but it was like a fucking retreat, worshipping the goddess of cocaine. <laughs> so I was shooting up, and my humble idea was if I could keep this head taut enough for a long enough period of time, it would snap, and I'd be free from it. I could finally get fucking transcend this freaking thing well I'm telling you because I would match my devotion to that path with any devotee in the spiritual realms Hanuman the monkey thing everyone I was more devoted to drugs than any other teacher or god or anything and you know what you can't transcend an imaginary condition (laughs) I couldn't escape out of where I wasn't I was in a mental here that demanded escape, and actually the solution was right there in the reality of here. 
So to me, alcoholism affixes the self-centeredness, amplifies it. When you get relief from alcoholism, doesn't necessarily mean you get a huge amount of relief from self-centeredness. Because self-centeredness is prior to the alcoholism. Yeah? To me, self-centeredness is the original, let's say, addiction. So the mental state is addicted to this idea of being a someone. Yeah? And that addiction, the dis-ease that produces, produces the other addictions. So when I was drinking and using, I was trying to get out of that, which I took myself to be. Really. And I believe all the other addictions are spawned by that addiction. And it's sort of like, this is like Dracula, and Dracula will go out on vampire hunts. It will hunt other vampires. It will try to get out of alcoholism, but it will be totally intact. <laughs> the self-centeredness. Yeah? So for me, the alcoholism, if it's active, you better have it dealt with, or it's going to deal with your ass. Because, I, you know, you're going to be really in the hallway of shit and fans, and you're, you're going to be junking and jiving. You're not going to be contemplating, and you're just going to be fucking surviving. But if, that, if the action figure can have some God rails in its life, G-O-D rails, which to me is a way of life, and AA is a habit to me, a habit is actions without thought, I don't think about AA. I live AA, yeah? So now the alcoholism is subdued. In a sense, for some of us here, the problem doesn't exist for us anymore. And that gives you a possibility to look at the real causes and conditions, which is the identification of self. Self is where the alcoholism docks. If you weaken the dock, the boat can't anchor. The alcoholism cannot thrive in a selfless condition. It thrives in a self-centered condition. So, if you take the Petri dish from the alcoholism, the culture of alcoholism can't be, can't be grown because it needs to root into self-centeredness. That's what it amplifies. That's where it expresses through. It expresses through the mental state. As we say in AA, the problem resides in the mind. Yeah. So first, when you see, first you think it's alcoholism, then you get relief from alcoholism, and then there's seemingly a lot of shit still there, because that's selfly entrenched in identification itself. Yeah? So then suddenly, you, it will lead you back there, and maybe, just maybe, you'll entertain, I'm not that, after you spend tons of money therapizing it, tons of hours sitting on pillows, tons of fucking travel tickets to Himalayas and everything, finally maybe you realize I'm not that, and then suddenly you'll get a massive amount of relief from the root cause of the disease. And you'll know the problem from the solution. And then you'll realize the problem is identification as self because that's what the solution informs you of. It tells you why this, this didn't seem available is because you wanted it to be available to you. That has been seen through and now it's always available. When it seems to be very unavailable to us without us doing tons of shit, jumping through tons of hoops, purifying fucking spiritual workouts, extreme Buddhism, everything, just to try to get ready to receive what we already are. Then you get to the root 
of the identification, alcoholism can't fucking hook in. The problem doesn't exist for you anymore. Because it doesn't exist as you. The problem of alcoholism will exist for you as long as the problem of identification exists as you. The alcoholism has an open doorway to get in again. Constantly. It's constantly at the fucking gate, so to speak. Yeah? And it will override years of being sober in one night. One drink. And if you look at someone you knew sober, after they start drinking, they look like something else is fucking driving the vehicle. Because something else is driving the vehicle. It's like the crazy fucking distant cousin of self-centeredness, Ali Alcohol, has shown up. And fuck, it's a nasty motherfucker. <laughs> if you see all of us who've been under its influence, it's amazing how different we think we are, yet we end up at the three parking spaces of institution, jails, and death. You've got to see the similarities. <laughs> you know when your life's been driven by alcoholism, but many of us don't recognize it being driven by self we don't see that we're... Obviously, how can you see that you're identified as self? You're looking from it. You need to hear it. Either a download has to happen or a traumatic maybe event or someone has to share a message to inform you, hey, you may not be that. That's what happened with me. I heard this message and it, that was, it was the last answer. It was like an unspoken yes. Now my attention was... The horse was in front of the cart, and now the attention made sense. Where my attention went was authentic and valid and reliable because it was always available. It, it, it rested, like they call in spirituality, it was abiding in the truth, the truth of its own nature. You don't need verification from a book. You are the verifying If you don't know this, when this is this, well, something's way off. All right, no, any other questions? If I never see you again, you better suck me dry. I'm offering the veins. Fucking drink up. Gonna stop. Well, yes. Can you speak up a little louder? I'm, I'm having trouble. Come up here a second. Come on up here. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we just stay right now? Are you in a highly stressful s situation? Let's enjoy it. Yeah, but don't, because that's hypothetical. Joy. Let it be okay now, and you can't imagine it may be okay then. If you're hoping it's going to be okay then, it's not okay now. It's not going to serve you. Enjoy the space. Like I have people come and they feel the light and all this, but they always end, they go, but what about next week? It's like a pledge of allegiance to fucking selfie. All right, you want, you want, to, have to, you want to corral this event by next week? Go ahead. I'm, I don't live that way. Fuck that slavery. Yeah, so just sit with this. And when the highly stressful situation arises, you'll probably know what you need to know when it arises. You don't need to know what you need to know now. What you need to know now is self-evident. 
I mean, people attempt, they say they, they're waiting, they would, they just, they're striving for peace, why not relax when it's available? Let the satsangs die you, baby. Put your head under it, the water. Why do you, why do you, I want to know, am I in the water? Yeah, fucking you're in the water. How many times do you need to be dunked? We've just been dunking each other for two hours. It has to dawn on you, you're wet by now. You're not going to lose the wetness. See it, see it, see it, see it. Rely on seeing. Don't rely on looking, because the looking is fucking hijacked. The looking is, is a blindness to seeing. Yeah, have faith in big M mind and then you'll see the faith in the little head is fucking misspent yeah it's a failed system it's not meant to be relied upon so then that's literally it Hey, you're welcome. What's your name? Tom. Tom, nice to meet you. Tom. Where are you from? I'm from Long Island. New York. Tell you live now? No, I live out in San Francisco. Ah, thanks. I think. I'll just check the last few checks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monday, I may not be there. What's your name? Jack. I am. Seemingly. Jack, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I from the skies then from this point of view from this point of view the cloud has the ability to block us off from the sun but from the sky's point of view it's always sunny what's your name again? it's John J-O-N what to do about nothing? Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, you said about uh, about 34 years. Yeah, yeah. I heard from uh, I heard like Danny Carroll. Listen to one of your things on the 
Oh, was it? Back in the day when I was, you know, yeah, yeah. When I was doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So I like my short hair. This is Bengal area. Yeah, one of my favorite places like down the place. A Brazilian place Yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's a nice area. You want me to sign you? Uh, yeah. I don't think it's all. What's your name? Uh, I need Bob Hill. Yeah. Good Bob. Yeah, that's one that I thought was cool. I don't want to put two Bob. Whatever. Don't worry about it.
upon death because there isn't a, I don't believe there's a, a set amount of memory. I think memory is made up. So if you went through all the files of your family of origin, you know, you I don't think there is any kind of bonding to it. No, what do you mean? There's thousands of impressions that are seeking expression, but they'll run out. I guess I'm saying, like, uh, so this person is me. Like, I have a memory of my childhood. Well, this is an action figure. Yeah, 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 this memory of the action figure is also my childhood. There's nothing that's going to remember once the body is. No. Okay. It ends and as if it never happened. Yeah. Yes. Which is like of course of saying like nothing really nothing has happened. Yeah, nothing has happened. Exactly. It's dreaming. Yeah. Exactly. I mean it just seems so morbid or so like nothing really matters. Well to the self it was good. Oh But it's actually quite liberating in another way. Yes? Yeah. Because what happens is it's terrified again to the self yeah. Yeah. It's sort of like every situation that happens. Let's say I used to use this Every year, a snake, snake molds its skin. Now, it doesn't do it. Well, it's not a volition. Yes? The skin of the snake falls off every year. It just gets exchanged for another skin. Cleaner, brighter, lighter. Yes? So, all right. So, that's happening every year. So, from, from the point of view of this, let's say there's two different point of views of that one event. You can look at it from the skin's point of view, and the skin believes it's the snake. So obviously, 
that would totally invalidate its story if it sloughed off and the snake continued. So the skin sees becoming molting as Armageddon. Yeah? Because its whole story is going down the tubes. Yeah? So it's jacking into the little snake head saying, get moisturized and don't go out in the midday sun. It's trying to stop the molting. Yeah? Now from the snake's point of view, it's hallelujah. Because once the old skin falls off, it's brighter, it attracts female snakes, it travels lighter over the terrain. It's all a win-win-win from the snake's point of view. But from the skin's point of view, it's very, very fucking threatening. You're going to hear messages from the skin's point of view. But you're the snake, in a sense. Yeah. So let it, let it be scared shitless. Far out. Just don't act out and don't die, and things are going to get really good. I mean, literally. People call me a lot who think they, you know, they say they had an awakening and stuff, and then after about a year, the shit starts hitting the fan, and they're shook up because it's getting really real, so to speak. Yeah? And so the only thing I can tell them is just don't die and don't act out and things will go great. Yeah, I guess from my point of view, where I'm coming from is a place of like uh, attempting to imagine no experience. Well, you can't. Yeah. Uh, can't. Selfing cannot imagine it. Because it stems from the idea of mortality and what happens well, I'll, I'll tell you my experience with that, because I've died a number of times, you know, overdosing and stuff like that. And some of the times I was gone for a while, and I was brought back, like with this drug narcotic, which takes away the effects of heroin. But it, when I went out, I was just in an apartment with, with my friend, and then when I came to, I, there was ambulance and paramedics and police. So some time had passed that I seemingly not was there, and then suddenly I appeared again, and it, it was in this typical movie I usually would appear in, which is, was a prison hospital melodrama, because the police were there and an ambulance was there. So, there, but there was a sense when I came seemingly back into the movie that that where I was has had as. Has absolutely no uh, no connection to the loop. Yes? It's like water and oil. You know what I mean? So, so looking, trying to look at that from the self thing, there's not going to be any clarity. Just look at the self. It is. We got every night. We we uh, voluntarily seem to go for it. Don't we? Really? Did you have a guarantee when you went to bed last night? Did you have a you know a guarantee from God you were going to wake up? You know, he says you may wake up late, but you'll wake up. No, and everyone willingly goes to sleep. I mean, it's a joy because there's in deep sleep there's a total complete absence of us. <laughs> That's what we want the most. We want to experience our own absence. That's the dilemma. You cannot experience your own absence. You cannot imagine non-existence of you. Selfing can't do it. It's not in its scope of possibility. Yes? 
None of the activities that we call us and are on. And I'm feedback as what I am. I, 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 well, the mind is taking it. Yes. Self to be the feedback. But only in a period of time. This is, this is impossible. But in time and space, it can seem to be happening. Yes? But without time and space, this is totally impossible. All right, well, I don't want to hold you up too long. You can hold me up, bro. Well, after a while, yeah. we'll let you no, It just seems like there's really nothing to be done about that's About right, and yes, shit's gonna. Ha- you're gonna be doing a lot of stuff. Go home. Yeah. Get on with it. You're gonna do whatever you're gonna do. Yeah. Why not? Uh, so then come back tomorrow. Well, that's why. Why not? See, if you come here and you think you do, you shouldn't come here. It shows how little power you have. You know, I come every fucking night. I don't have to be here. It's beautiful. Yeah. See, a lot of people they fuck themselves with an understanding standing a non dual I call it non-dual Pharisees, right? They get the letter of the law, but they don't get the spirit of the law. So they, they, it creates an opposition which there isn't any opposition. There's no opposition between what you're not and what you are. There's no opposition. Only from the what you're not's point of view is this opposition. There's no opposition from what you are. It's totally inclusive. Yes, it's totally fine. Spaciously wise. Yeah. <laughs> but from what we're not, it's very, there's a huge conflict. Yes? Because what you're not, even in the pursuit of its own absence, it makes itself relevant. Yes? It says, I'm going to have to do something to. to to produce my own absence, which it doesn't. It's non-existent. Yeah, it's an activity that you're entertaining, and you're going to keep entertaining it until this body dies. Yeah. And so you can say, "I'm going to do this or not do that," but you're just going to end up doing what you're doing. Yeah, you'll probably contradict yourself tons of times. You'll say, "I'm never going to go to a satsang," and you'll go to a satsang again. Who the hell went to the satsang? You didn't. No, no, no. It's not that kind of. Not about going or not going. It's who's going or who's not going. Yeah. When you lose interest in that, you just go to where you go. It's no big deal. I do not think going to satsang or not going to satsang is going to change anything. Really. Yeah. The same state was exactly in place when we before we came here, while we're here, and when we leave. You know? You're constantly in the state of getting nothing all the time. We just try to emphasize it a little more. You're going to get nothing if you go to this talk. And people who've seen me for years, they go away, they, they, they're on the one meeting for every five years plan. They come back and they go, anything new? No. <laughs> Same fucking message, never changes, never gets amplified. Same invitation. You're going to get nothing, and nothing, and nothing, and nothing. And suddenly, one day, you're going to realize how much something that is. You know? That's actually the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah? So satsang can be helpful. But to me, repetition is good. This is a novel idea. It's it's amazing it even gets in there through the defenses, really. And once it does, it'll fucking start growing. I have total faith in it. I've seen it. That's how, what happened to me. So, like, when you, when you say something like that, though, it makes it feel as if, like, I'm going to get something. Well, Something's to you going to take hold. 
And that's perhaps why there could be an interest to keep coming. Oh, I want to keep coming until it clicks. Or I want to keep meditating until it finally sinks in. You know, I want to keep going to retreats. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why not just use the self-inquiry on you? Just yes, who is it that wants to go to retreats? Who is it that wants to go to satsang? And then go to satsang or not? Just ask who is it? Give it some answer. If exactly. So if it's not if it's not you, you lose interest in the importance of going or not going to something. You may end up going more, or you may end up never going. Who knows? We'll find out. Yeah. All I know is my all my fucking spiritual pants were put to the fucking rest quickly. My spiritual pants fell down, and they never picked them back up. It was a terrible career choice. I would have been much better off if I was teaching something that would be helpful to you. Yeah, like engineering or fucking a path of spirituality. This is like the fucking the worst career choice you could ever make. Your whole job is to become obsolete. Yeah, but there's, there's, I mean, then there's the question of why, why all this nonsense? Where are we going from? I know. It's all right. Yeah, it's always going to be a question. We can go on. It's fascinating. It is fascinating. Why all this? Why? Why? Remember the fascination in a way you can look at it as mind candy. You know, it could, it can turn into mind candy though. You don't want to feed it because it gets a little spiritual sweet tooth. Yeah, just entertain. Just the ordinary dog should awareness. Just rest there. Just, it's very, very unglamorous. It's very. It's not like it's not ornamental. It's just bare bone awakeness. You're on. It's just you're on. That's a nice space to just sort of allow to flourish, yeah? So tell you nothing, but after a while, nothing is really fucking everything. It's a whole nother kind of knowledge here. Yeah. I was listening to that uh, Ben Morrison my friend Conrad. Hey, Conrad. Hey, 20 some odd years. Uh, Fuck, I have to congratulate you. Uh, hey, bro, it was nice meeting you, man. I hope I see you at Ocean. But good luck in it all. Yeah, yeah, you welcome. I was listening to that uh, Van Morrison album, uh, Common Common Man, and there's that one song he just keeps repeating, it just is, it just is, nothing else you can do about it, just is. Yeah, yeah. That came up to me when I was uh, listening to you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sort of, it's like, it's a really nice relieving note, isn't it? It If you take yourself to be conductor and fucking lead violinist, it's a lot of fucking stress. Yeah. I rather the feeling to me in AA, you're going to be led by something here. Either by the mental state, or if you want to call it your heart or spirit, you're going to be led by something. This doesn't drive. It has a navigational system. Now, it can download a lot of different like uh, modalities, but you, most of us are saddled with a stock version of self-centeredness. Yeah? So everything is seen as how it pertains to us. And for some of us, it wears thin and doesn't seem to work that well. And so maybe you start moving your satellite dish and you pick up another message. Like, maybe you're not that. Yeah? And in that message, you find more fruition than the other message. Yeah? You like where you're being led. To and it's not there's not much anxiety getting there. You seem to always have enough gas. The battery gets recharged just by moving. It seems to be a much nicer way to go. Why wouldn't you just allow that to be entertained? Just keep on entertaining and see where it takes us.
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I've been sharing this in, in recovery and.